scary girl. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Caitlin. Hey! And this and is... This is Dead Stories. A weekly podcast where Sarah and I get together and we talk about ghost stories, true crime, paranormal, supernatural, or just whatever weird, generally eerie stuff that we want to talk about because it's our show. And not yours. And then this week, if you're new to the show, Caitlin is a guest. She's not always here. Hey. Hi, <laughs> And it's her first time on the show. New guest. Sure is. Yes. yes. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> so exciting. So, Caitlin, um, I used to work with Caitlin at a bakery here in Philadelphia, but she has since moved to Colorado. Um, and my dumbass did not know that there were four time zones i definitely thought there were three <laughs> and i was like oh is is colorado in central time or um is it on pacific time and she's like it's, and I was it's like, on nope, mountain time it's mountain time that's, a whole, like, that's a whole other thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep so that's all. continental united states has four different time zones I, two hours yeah i did not know that so but i i did have the wherewithal to clarify when making plans of when we were going to record, that it would not be the same time where you are. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I have to do that now with, like, all of my friends who live on the East Coast. And I'm like, okay, we're doing this, like, quarantine Zoom hang at, like, 8 o'clock my time, but, like, 10 o'clock your time. It's, you know, it's a a thing. It's a whole new world out there. My job is based out of California, and they tell us everything on California time. So I always have to... Oh, that's annoying. I know. So I always have to clarify. I'm like, I know you said 11 o'clock, but do you mean 11 o'clock your time or 11 o'clock my And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, then I'll see you <laughs> in two. Like, I'll be there. Um, but Caitlin, uh, Caitlin and I used to work together and I get really, so Caitlin is not somebody who smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I don't know. Not so much. I don't know when I got it in my head that the only people that like me are people that smoke a lot of weed. But I get really excited when <laughs> when someone is not a stoner and still wants to be my friend. And I'm like, oh, oh that's yeah. great. <laughs> you like me. You like me. <laughs> I do. I super do. And, like, I, we only worked together for, like, a few months because yeah. I started and then you left shortly afterwards. But I had already developed this weird, like, friendship crush on you. And I was like, I just want to hang out with Stephanie. <sighs> and then I moved away. And then we haven't really had a chance to hang out in person but now I feel like I'm your friend because I listen to your podcast I'm always so excited too and I'm like oh my gosh I I feel like I know everything about you now it's (laughs) it's great I know every detail uh good to know for that Netflix you too Sarah nice to meet you for the first time I'm like, Caitlin's going to be on our Netflix special for Wednesday. Yeah, Stephanie I already know everything me. about both of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I am a dark horse in that race. Yeah. <laughs> so, Caitlin, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, I mean, I don't know. You kind of did most of it. I, I worked, I work in, live and work in Colorado now. I'm from New Jersey. I lived in Philly where I, that was my first, um, my first real job out of, uh, pastry school was at that bakery with you. Yeah. Um, I am a pastry chef. I now work at a cupcake shop in Denver. Um, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Do you want to, and would you ever go on cupcake wars? I mean, I'm not really a competitive person. I'm not into like all that 
like baking competitions and stuff. I can't even watch them on TV because it like gives me anxiety and I'm just like, I can't, I don't like, I would be making so many different decisions now. I can't even watch you do this. Like, mm-mm. like, do you ever watch Nailed It? That one's the worst Oof. because they set people up for failure. They set people oh, up for yeah. failure because they don't give them enough time even if they were I know, I hate it. Like these are amateur bakers Correct. and they give them like two hours to bake and decorate something that I, as a professional, couldn't even just decorate in, in that amount of time. Right. So it's bullshit and I hate it. Um, yeah. It's all a sham. <laughs> Pulling back about, the veil. Do you like uh, <laughs> the Great British Baking Show? I like that one just because they're yes, all nice that to That one other. I love. It's just, and any American baking competition is just not as nice. It's too extreme. You know, like the baking show, the British Baking Show is just like, it's just such comfort. It's like such a warm hug it's nice <laughs> they're just they're, the best way i heard it described was on an episode of big mouth where um it was the whichever like sex monster that maya rudolph voices and she's like want to watch the great british Bacon show they're so nice to each other and i was like they are they are so nice to each other <laughs> that's not the American yeah it's, that one's one of my favorite favorite shows of all time i could just have that on a loop in the background of my life at all times and it would just be great they're so delightful and they like help each other they're like i've got extra time do you need something and i'm like you're so nice (laughs) yeah it's not as cutthroat which i like right i'm not yeah i'm not into that but also yeah i get super stressed out so it's nice to see them just be like even the judges are like do you need something like let me help you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like you're so nice judges I I remember I think it was the first season there was one guy who got so upset he just threw his whole cake in the trash and oh yeah Ian he is yeah okay so for that that episode um I think that this that older lady her name was was Diane I think and she she had taken his thing out of the freezer to put hers in there and she's like well I'm just gonna have to like move yours to make room for mine and left his on the table so it melted it was like baked Alaska or something frozen I think and then his completely melted and collapsed and then he you know dropped out of or I don't know if he he was voted off, I think, because he had nothing to present. Well, so they had they, to like, had they had to get rid of him. But then the, the next week, Diane is mysteriously gone. She it says like, "Oh, Diane is, has fallen ill and is unable to, uh, to to complete this competition." Do you really think she had fallen ill? No, they were no. like, "You're dirty. I don't we think don't play so." That way here, They're like, mm-hmm. look, bitch, yep. you ruined Ian's day, and he was a nice guy, and you fucking. <laughs> we don't play it that game. way here, Diane. Get out. Get, Get out, out of out. America, Diane. The British baking show. <laughs> so that was the most controversial thing that ever happened on that show. But everyone knows about that here moment. for it. Right, and everyone was really nice to him about it, and he was very yeah. sad. Yep. And you're like, "Oh, Ian, I'm so sorry." Now I want to go back and rewatch that because I'm like, oh my gosh, I, you're right. That it was totally yep, that lady. She like mysteriously disappears, and we're like, good, yeah, get rid good, of no Diane. Diane. You know why? Because you're not a nice player, and they only let nice players on. This isn't mm-hmm. the circle. Nope. Oh, Although I also love the I circle. I love the circle. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, have you watched it? No, but you've talked about it. Oh my god, I love it! I love it. I've only watched like the most, like the American version of it because there are versions like you know the 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 Circle France and the Circle Brazil. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a show like that is just so mindless that I have to be doing something and I can't 
you put my full attention you nailed on it. it right on the head. I normally and don't mind subtitles, subtitles, but I don't feel like reading other people's bullshit in Portuguese while I'm like completely fixated on my Correct. on my screen. Like I so couldn't watch the other ones. You nailed so. it on the head. That's why I haven't watched the other ones. I've tried, but I put that show on when I'm trying to do other shit because it's not important. And if it's in sub, I don't mind subtitles at all if I'm actually actively watching something. But when I'm trying to, like, do something else, I'm like, shit, what did she just say? I don't know. Like, I'm folding laundry. It's not important yeah, enough, I, I couldn't. Guess. I couldn't be bothered with it. No. Yeah. No. But you know what I can be bothered with? Some motherfucking ghost stories. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. But weren't you, were you saying you were saving stuff for the air, Stephanie? Did you have things for banter today? Oh, that, I already used it, which was about Kayla wanting to be my friend, even though she doesn't smoke weed. <laughs> oh. Oh, your banter was about me. That's so sweet. I feel like I'm finally like, oh, man. Coming up to I, that number just, one spot. I love this podcast so much. I really Aww. hope that I can, I really hope that I can, like, bring myself to listen to this episode, because normally when I hear the sound of my own voice on a recording, it, like, makes me want to die does anybody feel that way like are you guys kind of over that at this point really is that normal sometimes i'll listen to the show like i love to listen and sometimes i'll hear like i'll have it on but as soon as i hear myself talking i'm like oh i don't want to listen to this yeah it doesn't happen all the time but it happens sometimes i'm just like i can't right now like i don't know how you do it sarah like editing my own voice on my own podcast sounds like my personal sarah, i don't know sarah how loves to listen to herself talk that's how <laughs> oh that's weird my God. <laughs> if anyone would it would be you out of the two of us you crazy bitch no that's genuinely why i can't edit though because i hate editing my own work and then you goes, edit out just like your entire voice and be like and well this is garbage it's all sarah this week i feel that way about filming too like it's hard for me to edit my my own stuff just in general because if I go over it over and over again I'm like it's all garbage just throw it away <laughs> I mean definitely while I'm yeah. editing I'm like that joke was shit that joke didn't land but then I'll just cut them but you don't have an audience so it's really I mean like not a live audience so it's not right, we like... have time to perfect it before they get it and then we send it to the 10 people who rate us too stars, <laughs> and they're like I got that joke <laughs> My friend Josh was like, you guys talk so much shit about your two-star content, but you solid have, like, a 4.8 score. Oh, my <laughs> God. He's, he doesn't get to come on the show now. <laughs> Josh, you're banned. In, invitation rescinded. Revoked. Oh, my God, I love Get it. out of here. Also, yeah, Caitlin, don't worry about it. You just have to live up to our two-star okay. standard. Just definitely <laughs> listen to it before it airs. All right, are you guys ready? I'm oh my ready. god, yes! Ready. I'm so ready excited. For what you asked, Sarah, Stephanie, Caitlin, Caitlin. Leslie. Wow, y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? I've always wanted to see that, you guys. I'm so excited that you got to do it with us. Yay! Yeah. Sarah's going to edit it and try and make it sound like we said <laughs> so it all at the same time. I'll make it work. Good luck with that because we definitely did not. No, I know. <laughs> That's all of Corona. That's been all of the shittering or whatever. Yeah, shattering. all of the Corona. Corona so really time. <laughs> all right, Caitlin, okay. what are you talking about today? Regale us with a scary story. So, I have, I have two stories. Um, both of them are 
Colorado stories. Because, um, like I said, I grew up in New Jersey, which has, like, its own weirdness. But Jersey's full Colorado of mountain people are, like, next level. Um, They're so, on a whole different time zone. I'm a lot of weird shit that happens. But when you're mountain level and you're in the mountain time zone, like, shit gets real. Yeah, girl, get ready. Okay. So my first story... <laughs> my first story is about... Um, a place called Cave of the Winds. Okay. It's a it's um it's a canyon and like an extensive cave system. It's in Manitou Springs, Colorado. It's about fifty miles south of Denver, and it's now an adventure park with um several attractions. The main one is is a it's a canyon swing, and what it is is essentially they. This is not what my story is about. I'll get to it. That but sounds terrifying. It's a, the canyon. Yeah, it's, the canyon swing is like they strap you into basically like a chair on bungee cords. I, that's they, what I was they imagining. Sw- they hoist you up to the top of the mountain and then drop you and you swing over the canyon. <laughs> but that's, you're being again, held this is not like your waist. I'm not like your. Upper. I forget. No, you're kind of strapped into like a roller coaster seat, but it's like attached to cords. Anyway, that's not what my story is about. But the reason why I how ended many up have died here, on there, Caitlin. Honestly, uh, how uh, many? Again, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was because so my friend was visiting me from from New Jersey, and she sent me a video of this, and she was like, "This is the only thing I want to do when I'm in Colorado." And I was like, "God oh, damn." It. <laughs> so <laughs> you're like, so she course. somehow talked me into going on this like canyon swing with her. What? But then I was looking Shut at the other up. stuff they had. Yeah, I went on it. It Shut was awful. Up. episode about this swing my friend no my friend is like this total adrenaline junkie she was very much determined to do this thing so i was looking at the other attractions that they had and like they also have a ghost tour through the cave system and i was like all right if we're doing that for you we're doing this for me yeah we also did a ghost tour that day i love it um so the ghost tour very very cool it's like through the canyon swings. Um, awesome. I was going to say, and most of, of those history. people died on the canyon swing? Or oh, no, God, I no it was before <laughs> the canyon swing was a thing. I'll get to it. So, I don't think anybody's died on it, though. I don't know. It's <laughs> like, Google it. It's that's called, what they it's want you the, to think. <laughs> it's called the terror dactyl. Like, terror dactyl. <laughs> Google it. It's fucking crazy. And so, dinosaurs are all dead, just like everyone who rides that ride. <laughs> other than Caitlin yeah. and her friend, apparently. <laughs> They're the only people who didn't die on it. Um, <laughs> Why would God so, let this happen? I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't even started my story yet, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, background history to the the Cave of the Winds. Um, it was discovered, the entrance to the cave was discovered in 1881. And discovered is a very generous word because there are some Native American tribes in the area that already knew about it, but white people took white credit people for it. White people found out about it at that time. <laughs> and decided that it was theirs. It was discovered by two brothers, John and George Pickett. Um, and this other guy, George Washington Snyder, also had found another part of the cave with a different, like, entrance. And that in itself is, like, it was this whole never-ending legal battle of, like, who owned what and who owned what was underneath which part of the mountain and which cave entrance. That's a whole rabbit hole that I'm not even going to get into. Whoa. It's interesting, but it's not what I'm here for. Anyway, so... <laughs> We're here for the ghosts. Uh, Let's George... get real. <laughs> so, <laughs> George... George and his wife, Nellie, and his brother, don't know the brother's name, so I'm just going to call him Charles. 
um, they it. opened the the canyon system. They they opened it as a tourist attraction, and they ex- excavate, excavated some of the you know rubble and rocks and things, and made like really cool uh, just caverns and shit. And they gave guided tours with lanterns, and they held events and parties and weddings and stuff in some Whoa. of the bigger chambers oh, yeah cool. how cool would that yeah, be super cool um i don't think they i don't think that's a thing anymore but would be very cool um so they use the space for all these events they would do this a lot they would hire local boys from the from the neighborhood to come in and hold lanterns during the um the events because lantern there was boy no elect- <laughs> yes <laughs> there lantern was no boy. electricity <laughs> lantern boy there was no electricity in in the cave at the time because it was like it was like turn of the century ish like late 1800s to like early 1900s so there was barely um, electricity in civilized places right exactly they so, so they had these cave. kids these these kids would come and hold lanterns and uh sometimes they would they would prop up their lanterns on like a rock and they would go off and wander and play in the canyons while the event was going on so um so george he tied bells to their wrists so that they would, he would hear them running around like, like, <laughs> like a cat. A cat. <laughs> you know, because you know, you know, if you get lost in a cave system you, and you hear the bell, there's, it's a good way to locate someone. Also, um, if so you're tied, like tied bells out to them. fucking, you can hear yeah. when the kid's coming up. <laughs> and, then, and then the lantern boys, they would, they would come back at the end of the night to get their payment, which is like, you know, nickel or something. One night. <laughs> Whatever the two, fair rate two, was at that time. <laughs> in today's money, it was like, you know, 10 bucks. I don't know. Uh, I don't know money conversion. <laughs> um, so one night, two boys never came back at the end of the night for their payment. So he oh, just geez. thought it was weird, but assumed that they had just gone home early until the next morning when the kids' <coughs> parents showed up and were like, hey, Where our kids never came back last night. Where are they? Oh, no. um, yeah. So he searched the whole, the whole place, top to bottom, like even years later with like, new technology guys with metal detectors to find the little bells they found nothing these two kids disappeared without a trace they and never still found they never no anything? this was like over a hundred years ago and th- these caves are very popular and like a lot of people so go in and never found what? they just fucking disappeared wow. yeah super weird and sad really um another story is that in one cave chamber there is this rock formation. It's on a ledge. It's maybe like eight or ten feet off of the main like ground. And then this rock formation that if you hit it with a mallet, it makes music like a xylophone. Hmm. Uh, so, so George's brother Charles, uh, he would sit up on the ledge <laughs> and, and play music for <laughs> Charles. Um, I guess his name's Charles. I love it though. Like we're just calling him. Yeah. We're, I like how like committed you are to it. <laughs> I just made it up because like if you say the brother, like it just gets confusing. Yeah. Um, so so Char- Charles, if that is his real name, <laughs> was playing music. Um, he would he would often sit up there and play music for the guests at all the events and parties and stuff they had. And then one day, he fell. And he seriously injured himself, oh, no. and he was pretty much yeah. Not Charles. No, <laughs> uh, he was pretty much bedridden until he died from his injuries. Um, and until he died, he kept saying, "I was pushed. I was pushed. I was pushed. I was pushed." Charlie, no. 
And they thought that maybe he like hit his head and it wasn't quite right. But then one day, um, just before he died, his brother was with him and he has this like moment of clarity. He looks right at his brother and is just like, I was pushed. And then they were like, oh shit, maybe he was pushed. Um, and so he, he died shortly after that. So we'll never know for sure. But I was there and they show you like where the thing is and like where he would sit versus where he landed. And it's like, there's no way, like it's so far. He would have, yeah, yeah, he would have had to been slid over like eight feet and then fall. fall. Like it's very unlikely that he just happened to fall. That would give me chills. Maybe someone or something pushed him. We will never know. So that was spooky. Um, I want to also talk about George's wife. Her name was Nellie. She was very involved in the tourism of the place early on, and she organized a lot of stuff, gave tours, all that kind of stuff. Um, One of her favorite things, (laughs) one of her favorite things to do was like mess with people. Um, you know, she would uh, sneak up behind them and scare them and like hide and like. Oh no! It's gonna come back around to get her. Stealing, oh, of course steal, it is. She would like steal people people's lanterns and all that. Honestly, kind of and she had it coming. I don't know. Like, <laughs> right I don't know so what long. happened to her. Right, like, I don't oh, no. know. <laughs> I don't think anything like terrible happened to her. But apparently, her ghost is one of the most active spirits. She's still place. pulling the same bullshit she did yeah, in life. Yeah, she likes to fuck with people. Yeah, from beyond the grave. So she she, she continues learn. to do that. So if you're, the thing is like, if you're on the tour and you like trip over nothing or if your lantern, your candle falls out of your lantern or something weird happens, you're supposed to like acknowledge her and be like, hey, Nellie, please stop fucking with me. You know. I see you, girl. And you can, and sometimes you can like, you can like, uh, you can smell her perfume sometimes. Typical, like, lady ghost shenanigans, you know. I thought you um, were going to say the perfume smelled like typical lady ghost Chanel. Chanel. I heard <laughs> Chanel coming, too. It was, you know, typical no. ghost chanel like <laughs> you should You should put that in a jar. It's chanel number five. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's this part on the tour that I went on. Where the tour guide says, I want you to experience complete darkness. No light can get into the cave. I fucking hate um, it when so cave tours do that. They all they do that. All, all do cave it. tours They're will like, do like hey, a guess moment. What? You want to know? Yeah, I bet you've never seen here. pure darkness before. You're in yeah. a hole in the ground. Uh, it's dark. <laughs> yeah, of course. So he's just like, everyone turn off your phones, blow out your lanterns. Um, let's just stand here in complete darkness for a minute. So... We're all turning off the lights and everything goes dark. And at this moment, my, my husband, who was on the tour with us, he realized that he was wearing glow-in-the-dark shoes because I guess glow-in-the-dark shoes are a thing. Like, I don't know. Uh, because he's um, the coolest person there. So exactly. so none of you got um, to experience complete darkness because of the glow of his shoes? Well, no. So what happened was he uh, he took the, the hat that I was wearing off of my head and like really quickly like cover used it to cover his feet so that like, it wouldn't glow and ruin the darkness for everybody else. Um, but all I knew was that the lights went out and then I felt my hat get snatched off my head. Oh my god! So, so this tour guide 
was like standing there talking about this story and I have no idea what he was saying because I'm just thinking if this goddamn lady ghost <laughs> is fucking with me She's stealing taking off my hat and stealing it in the dark, I swear to God. Um, but I didn't want to say anything because there was this little girl on our tour group who was already so terrified oh, that she was no. like crying. Oh, and I didn't want to make oh, it any yeah. worse for her, so I just kept my mouth shut. So she's like crying, um, and the tour guide's like, You know what would be cool? Let's turn out all the lights. All the yeah, lights. Yeah, because that <laughs> happened. He did that after he told some spooky stories. Yeah, it was not fun for her, I guess. But then, like, the lights went on, and he gives me back my hat. And I was like, Did you? take my hat and he's like yeah and I was like oh wow. thank god I <laughs> definitely it wasn't it wasn't Nelly it, it wasn't Nelly <laughs> ghost so the last story this one was the one that really got me um so during the time that George and Nelly and Charles owned this place um it was the early 20th century and uh ancient Egypt was all the rage mummies were very much the uh spooky thing du jour uh, so somehow George managed to procure an actual mummified human corpse on like the black market or something. Yeah, I feel like it at sure. that point in time it wasn't that hard to get right. a body. Get a body. I feel like they yeah, were just like, selling so, them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm picturing somebody like Creed from the office, like yes. get you a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> so he bought it for like five dollars. He's like, Yeah, I got a mummy guy. Yeah, I got a mummy. <laughs> I don't know where he got it or um I think that I mean, like I said, there was um, it was home to the Apache and Ute Native American tribes. Um, and so somebody might have stumbled upon some sort of burial ground and decided to make money off of it because, of course, they did. Um, so George buys this, this mummy for five dollars and uh, Look, uses it's a talking it as, piece. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He used it as a prop to get more um, more uh, traffic into the into the park, more tourists. Uh, until one morning, it had gone missing overnight. And again, he was the only one with the keys to the entrance. No one could have stolen it because it was locked up overnight. And they searched high and low. They never, never found it. What? Yeah. So things fast just forward. keep missing. Yeah. Um, so fast forward to 2012 on a modern day tour, much like the one that I went on. This woman had signed up for the tour misunderstanding what it was she thought it was an intentional and very much fake haunted house type <laughs> tour and so, yeah <laughs> so she went into it expecting people in costumes to like jump out and scare her so during the tour she leans over the railing surrounding the pit the pit which is like this big open like really dark abyss of a hole in in the cave that you know nobody goes in there it's just it's really really spooky in there <laughs> so she was she was looking down there and she's talking to someone she's like hey i see you moving around down there don't come out and scare me and the tour guide is like who the fuck are you talking to there's nobody down there and she's like yeah there is i see him walking around and so she she looks down again and she shines her light on it and what she saw scared her so bad that she ran like she dropped her lantern ran screaming from the cave and just ran out they they had to shut the park down for the rest of the day and they searched every nook and cranny of this cave they found nothing and they got in touch with her a few weeks later and they asked her like look can you come back and tell us what you saw and she was like 
there is not enough money in the world. You could not pay me to go back there. What I saw was not of this world. You have a fucking demon living in your cave. She said she described it as like a human-like creature, but with no face (gasps) and like empty eye sockets. So I don't know what she saw or what she thought she saw, but all I know is a mummy went missing 100 years ago. And that's what she saw. <laughs> so I don't know. And she said it was like moving and walking around in this like dark abyss of a pit. Oh in my this gosh. Cave. Yeah, dude. He told that story and then he turned the lights off. What a dick. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. The I little know. girl was crying and he was like, this is my moment. Um, I didn't even put two and two together about the mummy until you mentioned it. And then I'm like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. yes, that's terrifying. But that reminds me that for the longest time, my like movie monster was mummies. As much as I love Brendan Fraser, which we all know how much I love Brendan Fraser and I share a birthday. Fun fact. Oh, yeah? You said you have the same birthday? Yeah. I was like, can you get us in with him, too? No. <laughs> I don't actually know him. There's not, like, a birthday club we go to. Ozzy Osbourne's also in that club. We also share a birthday. Huh. Um, but I, yeah. watched, I watched The Mummy for the first time in sixth grade. They showed it in school. Don't ask me why. They showed it in school? They showed it in school. The Brendan Fraser Mummy? Fucking weird. Yes. Texas is weird. And I didn't, I had like really never seen any horror movies before. And I saw this movie in school and I had nightmares for like weeks. Mummy nightmares. Oh, God. So I'm like, I I mean, I feel like that I I really don't like scary movies. I never did as a kid. I feel like if I had seen it when I was younger, it probably would have fucked me up in a very similar way. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I definitely slept with my parents (laughs) a few nights and I was in sixth grade. I and definitely I was like this is scary. I definitely I know like eighth grade was when I was super into that movie, so I had to have seen it before that. Because eighth grade is when I met my friend Angel and we bonded over our love for Brendan Fraser and that movie. <laughs> and we watched it together, but I had already seen it before that. So I don't know when I saw it the first time. And it's weird because as a child, I've always been fascinated with Egyptian culture and specifically the mummification process. So like in first grade, I stumbled upon a whole book about it and just like was attached. But that movie fucked me up. And so I'm like, I can't even imagine seeing like looking down into like a deep, dark pit of despair and, then and you see, see like the Imhotep face. Like, like, like I looked into that. I looked into that pit, and I this was before I heard the story. I looked down into that pit, and I just felt uncomfortable. Whoa. Like that's how it's. It was just complete Imhotep. darkness. It seems to go on forever. It was like that's a spooky fucking pit, man. Imhotep. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that is all I have about Cave of the Winds. I I took this tour like two years ago, and I couldn't really find much about it online so it's really just bits and pieces of what i remember so if i got anything wrong we love it yeah Yeah. i mean yeah because it's haunted my dreams since then (laughs) (laughs) my memory is very and um fun fact um do you remember the episode of south park with the uh, man bear pig yes yes this particular cave is where the man bear pig supposedly lives in that episode because South Park, Colorado is yeah, a real yeah, place. Yeah, I was going to say. I didn't know South Park, Colorado was a real place. I knew. Yeah, like, it is. I like drive past it on the way to my in-laws house. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a place that exists. Oh, it's funny. so weird to me. But yeah, South Park is real. 
the man bear pig. Maybe she saw the man bear pig she in the pit. She might have seen the man bear pig. That would Gosh. terrify anyone and be like, that's a demon. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really watch a lot of South Park, but like I know that one. So that was a cool, uh, <laughs> cool one. I haven't watched it regularly in years. I mean, there was a time yeah. when I watched like every episode. That yeah, when I was in like eighth many grade, maybe. Eons ago. Right, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe when I was in high school. It's funny that you bring it up because like Charlie and I just recently started just like putting that on late at night when we're like about to go to bed. We're like, we'll just watch South Park. I can't that's fall what Danielle asleep to would South put Park. On, that's uh, awful. When I lived with her, and that's what she still, I know, like puts on as her like go to. I've got, I'm just put this on, I'm doing whatever. It's usually yeah, South Park. That's what we've been doing. So, anyways, what's the next story? I know. I'm so excited. My next, I'm like my next story this. is a lot is a lot shorter and a lot lighter. Okay. <laughs> um. So, have you ever heard of the frozen dead guy of Nederland, Nederland, Colorado? No, they call I him guess the not. frozen dead guy. <laughs> I like yes. that that's the term. Frozen. So dead he. Guy. I mean, he did not start off frozen and dead. He started off temperate and alive. <laughs> 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 Temperate and alive. <laughs> yes. His name was Brito Morstil. He lived in Norway. Uh, he was born in 1900. And he was really interested in cryogenics. And his wish was to be cryogenically frozen when he died. So immediately after his death in 1989, like, Im- like seconds after his death in 1989, his body was packed in dry ice and shipped to a cryonics facility in Los Angeles. And he remained there until 1993 when his daughter, Aud, and his grandson, Trigvi, had emigrated to Colorado hoping to start their own cryonics facility in Nederland. Um, so they moved his body there where he remained in a shed in Aud's yard packed with ice. <laughs> these people, oh this God. family... Just in a shed. They're like, the, that's these two, the, by father-in-law quarters. This family is its own rabbit hole of weirdness, which, I'm like, I'm not going to get into all that, but, like, oh, they were just a bunch of fucking Norwegian weirdos that just lived Came in Colorado, Colorado and, so and awesome. kept this frozen, frozen man. That's crazy. <laughs> Norwegian weirdos. Yeah. Um, so the grandson, Trigvi, he got deported in the mid nineties because he was here on an expired visa, leaving his mother to tend to Brito's body. And at one point she was about to be evicted because her house had neither electricity or plumbing. Oh my gosh. In the 1990s. Like, what are you doing? Um, see what I mean? But she's keeping her husband on ice. Yes. In a shed in her backyard. What? <laughs> yep. So, uh, so she Where's was about she to be ice? evicted. I guess she's like they ship it in from Denver. I, I was know. like, they must have um, some. Kind it's of it's, it's mountains. It's Colorado. It's like I mean, yeah, yeah. So I I think they were just they have they have money, but they are not using it on things like electricity and plumbing. Fucking white people. Just, yeah <laughs> just weird i'm also know. like you're dealing and i know it's colorado but i can't imagine that just dry ice is going to actually keep a body fully frozen cold enough to be i mean i don't think so either i would think yeah. it would and start i think it's not like a, so i've seen it's like a it's not like a like a normal size shed it's quite big and it's like full of ice and his body i think is in this like sarcophagus 
sarcophagus kind of thing that's insulated. What? And this, yeah, I know it's not it's not really doing doing much, I guess. Yeah. Um. So when she was about to be evicted, she was like, "Wait, I can't leave. I got I got my dad here in in a box." And then everyone in the town was like, "Hold up, what's in that shed?" So that was the us city council evil genius. We were like, "Hold up, what's in that <laughs> ice box?" What? Yeah. <laughs> What's so, um, so town council, having learned about this, quickly passed an ordinance specifically prohibiting anyone in the township of Nederland to store a frozen human corpse in a shed full of ice. <laughs> but <laughs> they had to make that law special for like, her. Yep. But the loophole was that since Brito had been there before that ordinance got passed, he was permitted to stay. Oh my god! And Aude <laughs> and Entrigvi, and, and the, the daughter and the grandson, they have both been deported since then. Um, but to this day, they are paying... A, see, they have money. They're paying this person, this local Colorado man named Bo Schaefer, Wait, to be the caretaker. Yeah. What? He's, He's still, still there? there. They, yes! They're paying this guy Shut to be the caretaker up. of Brito's body. And he's still in the shed. <gasps> and once a month, Schaefer packs packs the shed with a truckload of dry ice. And he's just, he just, li- that's where he lives. He's just, and he should turn that maybe shit one day he'll be reanimated, attraction. but I don't think it'll work. I'm but so, he is the like, frozen. I'm so confused. I've just been sitting here like jaw dropped. <laughs> It's weird, right? So that's just like a weird, quirky um, thing. And so because of Brito's legacy, uh, Nederland is now the home of the annual Frozen Dead Guy Festival, which I mean, how is could a weekend. It not? How long has yeah, that festival been going on? Since before I he think died. Like 20 years. Like oh pretty, my much since, <laughs> pretty much since they found out about him. <laughs> and he's still there. So this festival is a weekend of winter festivities, including a polar plunge, a frozen salmon tossing competition, a coffin race, which my friend actually participated in a couple of years ago. It's like you you dress up in costumes and your team like wheels you down a hill in a coffin. I, I don't know. And a, a frozen dead guy lookalike contest. Oh. <laughs> so it seems like just a weird, quirky, like, winter mountain people festival and Nederland's only like an hour away from where I live so we really wanted to go this year but it was in like it was supposed to be in like mid-March so they canceled at the last minute Mm. this year which was the right call but huge bummer maybe next year if we ever escape this dystopian nightmare we're all living in that's crazy yeah so that's uh that's my weird Colorado stories y'all should get out here you know, it's, Damn. it's, it's a good time. I had no idea there was a frozen dead guy in someone's shed. Me I didn't either. know either until I went there. I went to the town cause it's like a cute little mountain town. And I was just like eating lunch at this brewery. And I was like, what's this sign that is frozen dead guy festival. So I Googled it and I was like, what the fuck? I this just imagine a, a bartender sidling up being like, you don't know. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Y'all know oh, you must be new here. here. <laughs> yeah. Around here are you? Let me tell you about the frozen dead guy festival. <laughs> we call him our grandpappy sickle. Grandpappy sickle. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my god, that is so that weird. Yeah, that was so yeah, that weird. Was 
And those are the kind of stories that, like you said, we're not necessarily going to find them on the internet. So we're only going to hear these like wonderful little stories from talking yeah. to people who are Which passing is, them along. It's so hilarious now how much I take like for granted things being on the internet. Like you, when you ask me about those pictures of Country Junction, like I didn't even think to take pictures of them because I was like, of course there are pictures of these on the internet. Like I don't need yeah. to take pictures of it. And then when we couldn't find anything, I was like, Oh, weird. Like, I guess places like that still exist that, where that you just place have to that be you were there. talking about last week that it kind of reminded me of, um, like something you'd see in Weird New Jersey magazine. Do you yeah. ever, like, yes. have you ever, ever heard of that? Uh-huh. Like the weird NJ yep. thing from back in the day? I have, I have, uh, signed copies of both volumes of the book, uh-huh. and there's so much shit in there. There's like so much weirdness to New Jersey that wasn't, there was all the magazines, and then there was like, two volumes of the book Mm -hmm. there's so much weird stuff in new jersey but like colorado has its own like weird culture who fucking knew crazy and (laughs) on another side note about country junction because one uh charlie's like we should make a trip out there and go there and i was like yes please let's make that happen and i'm gonna say it out loud on the podcast and maybe we'll actually make that trip maybe it'll come let me know i'll give you my my fun card so that you can activate all of the the animatronics i will and number two our buddy shane over at realm of the unknown he reached out to me and he was like y'all i went there like as a young adult not like too too long ago but a little while ago and he's like you're bringing back you're like triggering some memories <laughs> <laughs> so i have got to see this place for myself man um we have a friend that recently moved out to colorado our friend adrian so i'm excited about you know hearing about her adventures once she's able to adventure out because she moved you know in the middle of quarantine yeah. so and then when people are able to visit because of quarantine so someday I'll go to Colorado and I'll smoke all that legal weed. <laughs> yeah, call me when you get here, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Caitlin, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Thank Sweet you. Um, and you guys listening, if you want to support the show, of course, the best way that you can do that is to subscribe to our Patreon. We are now moving into having... Uh, one dollar we're still gonna have one dollar five dollar and fifteen dollar but we're changing up the content for the fifteen dollars so it's gonna be an episode of christina's special monthly podcast and then we're gonna have an illustrated ghost uh celebrity ghost fart that's what's gonna be there i'm gonna be uh illustrating a a celebrity ghost farting and that's gonna be part of the fifteen dollar tier (laughs) it's pretty straightforward the title's pretty Pretty straightforward. straightforward yeah um, so it's going to be really, really cool. And of course, the other way you can support us, you can go to our website, deadtime stories with a Z, all one word.com, and you can buy merch from us. And that's really, really cool. And of course, there are other ways that you can support us that don't cost any money because we understand that it's, you know, crazy times right now. And the yeah. best way that you can support us that doesn't cost you a dime is to go on to iTunes and leave us a five star review. And you leave us a little review and you take a screenshot and you email it to us at deadtimestories at gmail.com and we will send you a sticker to your house. Sure. Yeah. In, in real life. If you do it, so. do it. You won't. Fucking do it. I dare you. So I'm um, a Patreon member, but I only pay $1 a month, but I might need to upgrade because that sounds 
hilarious. Right? And even just one dollar, you're in the Patreon group, the Patreon exclusive Facebook group, which is a rocking good fire. time. Oh, that's a great time. Yeah, Facebook it's group. so much fun. It's it. only a dollar a month. So totally worth the money. That's it. That's Caitlin, it for me, I thank think. Thank you so, so much for being on. It's, it's so exciting. I feel like now we're able to have more guests on than we were before. Right? Because now we're, like, opening it up to, like, now we're like you know, nobody it. can interview with us in person. <laughs> want to interview with us from home? Yeah. I feel like it's so. opening yeah. new doors. I love before it. Before now, I was like, oh, if I ever want to be a guest on Dead Time Stories, I'm going to have to go back to Philly, which I really don't want to do. But now it's <laughs> wow. like... Wow! <laughs> All right, we're not Jersey, okay? <laughs> Close enough. We all know where you ran away from. (laughs) (laughs) And it was Jersey. Don't act like yourself. All right, Caitlin, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And everyone, thank you so much for listening to Dead Time Stories. We're going to say it. We're going to try and say it together. I'm Stephanie. (laughs) I'm Sarah. And I'm Caitlin. And And this this has been Dead Dead Time Time Stories. Thank you for listening. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curnison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 